everybody, you're listening to Esther and Jeff. This is our second episode in which we talk about our recent trip to Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, so let's first talk about how there is an ENG podcast, because there is. And they've had like 200 episodes, and somehow we didn't find them the first time we looked for so, ENG. So this is not the ENG podcast anymore. Yeah, <laughs> this is Esther, Esther and Jeff. Because <laughs> there, there can't be another Esther and Jeff, right? And if there is... What are the odds that they're spelled Esther without an H and Jeff with a G? Yeah, it's I don't little to none. Um, so we just got back last night from a trip to Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and it was a ton of fun. The first time we went to Detroit was on a road trip um, out west. And we only stayed for a night at an Airbnb. And it was sort of just like a means to get to our next destination, Chicago. Yeah. Um, but we loved it so much and our Airbnb host was like so nice. He was a city planner and he was able to tell us a lot of the history of Detroit and, um, Jeff's super into that kind of thing. Yeah. So Buffalo and Detroit are like kindred spirit cities. I, I, I mean, they're both part of the Rust Belt, I guess, but going to Detroit, it just feels like a, a grander scale of Buffalo. So I was super interested in it. So when Esther said, what do you want to do for your birthday weekend? It was kind of a toss up between going to Detroit or going to Hershey, Pennsylvania and going to Hershey Park. Because, you know, we also like theme parks a lot, too. So we like to travel to cities and see different cities. But we also like theme parks. Um, You know, we used to be in Orlando and be at the theme parks quite frequently. So it was kind of a toss up. But we went with Detroit because uh, we had such a great experience the first time. And this time we just did a two-day, one-night trip to Detroit. Yeah, so we woke up super early on Saturday. Uh, we needed to, like, clean the fish tank and clean the apartment and get everything ready for, like, our neighbor to come over and watch our cat. Um, and it's only, like, a four-and-a-half-hour drive. No, I, yeah, four hours. It's yeah. only four hours. And it would be less if there weren't border crossings. Yeah. And Way that, less. And that's where, like, the main holdup is because you're just sitting there waiting to cross the border. Um, but our drive there wasn't that bad. Like, it sprinkled a little bit, but there wasn't really any holdup. We got to Detroit at, like, 2.30. Mm-hmm. Um, just about, we stayed at the Crown Plaza, Detroit downtown. Uh, it was a super nice hotel. Like we didn't really <laughs> research it a lot before we got there. Um, but it's like in the heart of downtown, um, pretty nice, like probably higher scale than we would normally stay in, but we wanted to be downtown where like everything was. Yeah. We got a good deal in the hotel too. Yeah. I mean, that kind of factors in a lot. Yeah. And, uh, like the main attraction of the trip was the tigers game yeah so we are we going to talk about the 30 before 30 uh sure okay so uh i've been really interested in this idea of going to all 30 major league baseball stadiums and i am i just turned 26 and i've only been to a handful of stadiums this will be my oh fifth stadium I've been to, so I really thought it'd be cool if we tried to get to all 30 before I hit 30 years old, or, you know, before I hit 31 years old, right? <laughs> 30 by 30, or 30 for 30, something like that. Yeah. ESPN has a show, 30 for 30. <laughs> so 30 by 30, I think is good, and and that gives us kind of a concrete goal, like, 
six or seven stadiums a year for the next four years. Um, and I think that this is going to be a really good opportunity to get a lot more traveling in, especially during the summer when like yes. the weather's super nice. Yes. For those of you who listen in the South, you can't travel all the time. You know, <laughs> there's like a window and the window opens up in like the beginning of May and it goes to probably October. Yeah. But November through April is just a no-go. You're not really traveling. And if you are traveling, it's to somewhere you've probably been before. Yeah, and in Buffalo, like in the north, it's just like, it's really hit or miss. And, you know, it can be dangerous, like driving long distances when there are like chances of blizzards and like all these kinds of storms. Like Jeff was caught in a pretty bad blizzard on a trip to Philadelphia, right? No, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I've never been to Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to go to Philadelphia if we do this 30 (laughs) by 30. Yeah. But that was in like April, right? Yeah, (laughs) it was April 2nd or April 1st. And there was a blizzard in Pittsburgh and the roads were a nightmare. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, so you just never know when you live up north. Um, so we got to Detroit around 2.30. Well, we should tell people... Okay, so Buffalo and Detroit are across from each other. If you look on a map, uh, it's not a perfect straight line. I think Buffalo is more north than Detroit. Uh, but it's essentially just going west. I mean, the whole trip is just drive west. And there's two options to get to Detroit. We can go... See... Detroit and Buffalo are separated by Lake Erie. So you can go down and around Lake Erie and go through, you know, Pennsylvania and Ohio and up through Michigan. Or you can go through southern Ontario all the way across. And we elected to go through Canada. It saves time. And we it saves both... like an hour and a half. Like it's a pretty substantial amount of time to yeah, Canada. Yeah, but if, if you don't have a passport or an extend enhanced license extended, if you yeah. don't have an enhanced license, that's not even an option for you. Yeah, and that drive is boring. boring. <laughs> yeah, like no offense to southern Ontario, but there's nothing to look at. It's flat and there's nothing. Yeah, so we're we're used it's to driving we're used to driving to Hamilton on our way to Toronto and that's not like a terrible drive. It's not very long. Yeah. And there are like a couple of things to look at. At least you have the lake, but like once you pass Hamilton, there's like nothing. It's just farmlands and like But not like, even cool farmlands. Yeah, it's it felt wind- <laughs> like Kansas. It's wind turbines and occasionally there are rest areas. I do like Canada's rest areas. They're called um en routes. En route. En route. E-N root. No, I think it's O-N. En route. Oh. Anyway, so they they that usually <laughs> they usually shove a couple of like fast food restaurants in there and a little like convenience store and a gas station and it's a, like a tiny airport. Yeah, and a nice bathroom. Mm-hmm. So the throughway has these, but they're older and they're not as <laughs> they're not as nice. Yeah, but these are really nice. They're so expensive. Like we ended up spending like seventeen bucks on like snacks, but seventeen bucks Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're still very nice. Uh, so we had a pretty uneventful drive through Canada, just mm-hmm. listening to podcasts and talking. And then we get to Detroit. Uh, we crossed at the Ambassador Bridge. So if anyone's been to Detroit, there's two options to cross into Canada. There's the tunnel and then there's the bridge. We elected to take the bridge again. We've only We've only been to Detroit once. And the first time we took the bridge and the second time we took the bridge (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know if the tunnel is longer 
but Google Maps doesn't suggest taking the tunnel. Yeah, and I wonder if it's because it's a privately owned bridge. I guess that's one of the only privately owned border, border crossings in the, the country. Only. Yeah, and you can totally tell. Like, they're just very different from the Border Patrol at any other crossing, yeah. really. Like, they make you wait a super long time, and then you get up there, and they're just, like, chit-chatting with you. Like, it doesn't seem very serious. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I... I don't like crossing at the Ambassador Bridge. It's kind of awkward. Um, We've had two awkward experiences. You know, not to, like, go into detail about the people we had, but both Border Patrol agents were weird. Yeah, a little strange. Yeah. Uh, So we check into our hotel early. Oh, but you didn't tell them. So we get to the hotel, and the hotel's in the heart of downtown, and there's no parking. (laughs) The only option is a $30 valet. Yeah. Period. But, but I Where else are you going to put your car? But I didn't mind that so much because at least we knew that the car was safe and we weren't parking like on the side of the road in a city we weren't super comfortable with. So like whatever. Well, we saved money on the hotel so it may as well have gone to a safe place for the car to stay overnight. Yeah. 30 bucks was a lot though and we weren't prepared for it. So that was kind of, I mean, I'm sure if we'd have done a little more research on the hotel, we would have found that out. But it was, you know, $30 valet or $30 valet. You know, I, there wasn't people parking in the city and then going to the hotel. Yeah, I mean, but it was an option. You could have parked on the side of the road and just risked your car getting broken into or something. I don't know. We're, we don't know a whole lot about Detroit or the culture there, but so we the, didn't know. The two trips we've had have been great, and we I, I've never felt like I was in a dangerous area when we were in Detroit. No, not at all. So... It's weird because you, like, hear all this stuff, like, Detroit's a war zone, and, like, it's so dangerous there. And but it might be somewhere. It, yeah, I'm sure But it not is. downtown. Because, like, every city has their bad neighborhoods. I'm sure Detroit does, too, but we just didn't see it. And I'm sure if we had gone looking for it, perhaps we would have found the areas, but, like, why would we do that? Um, so we, we check into our hotel. It's, like, a... 15-minute walk to the baseball stadium. Yeah, and it takes you down Woodward Avenue in Detroit. Um, I don't know, like, ritzy streets and other cities' names. I'm sure you could list ones in some other city, uh, you know, like Chicago and New York and L.A. I'm sure they have these ritzy streets where the streets have, like, uh, fancy dress stores, you know, uh yeah so it's like all the high end there's like a lululemon and like a moose jaw and like all these like super high end stores in the middle of downtown detroit which is you know i mean good for them to have to have it but it just feels oddly out of place yeah totally because and it's not like those stores were filled or anything like we were walking around on a saturday although it was rainy yeah and cold it was cold like detroit was cold the whole time we were there uh, you know, it's June, so weren't expecting colds. It was like in the 60s and rainy the whole time. Yeah. The and, sun never came out. And I feel like it started raining once we got there. Like we parked the car, checked into the hotel, and we walked outside and it was raining. Yeah. And the and- weather, <laughs> like I, I checked the weather all week. You know, at work, you know, when I'm bored or sending an email and I have a quick second, I, I looked at the weather and the weather every day was something different. Like they scheduled something different for Detroit every single day. Like, I don't know if they could... They could tell what was coming in the forecast, but it was just misty and cloudy. Um, I took a couple of shots 
of downtown where you can't even see the top of the size the skyscrapers because the clouds are so low yeah so it was definitely like a little bit of a dreary like day um but we walked to the stadium no problem Mm -hmm. we oh we walked by a pride festival there was a lot going on in Detroit. It wasn't empty or, or you know, cold feeling. There were there were things going on. There were people going places. Yeah, it was Pride Weekend, and they had a couple of 5Ks, and there was, like, a music festival going on. And then there was the Tigers games, too. Um, the Tigers were in town. So we got to the stadium, and I've never been to an open-air, like, baseball stadium before. Yeah, so... ballpark. Ballpark. Okay, whatevs. Um... <laughs> And it was really cool. Like, there was mm-hmm. so much to do there. And, it, and the architecture was really cool. And yeah, Comerica, Comerica Park is the Tiger Stadium. Yeah, and you could tell that they put a lot of work and thought into it. Yeah. Like, they designed it really well. And even though there were, like, a ton of people there, like, I feel like the stadium was half full. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't feel like it. Like, everybody was just spread out because there were places to go outside of, you know, your seats. Yeah, and I love that in stadiums. I, I feel like other sports should adapt that more where there's room to kind of walk around and there's, you know, stores and beer halls and there yeah. was like a little kid's Ferris wheel and a, a merry-go-round. Yeah. And there were things to do at the stadium. So even though we had... Did you bring up the rain delay? Even though we had a rain delay for two hours, like there were there were things to do. Yeah, we got food, got a couple of beers, like hung out, went yeah. into a bunch of stores. There was just so much. Like there were so many little stores and there were so many food stands. And um, Jeff and I are doing this thing where we eat vegetarian Monday through Friday. Well, then, we just started this, so yeah, who knows how long this will go for. Who knows? But for, for right now, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And so on the weekends, we get to eat whatever we want. And our first like meat dish of the weekend was a hot dog at a ballpark. And it was yeah. great. Like It tasted great, and it was like a good introduction into the weekend after not eating meat for like five days yeah we could have had meat for breakfast but we kind of skipped it and we got all the way till five o'clock on a saturday and we had hot dogs (laughs) Uh, i mean you go to a baseball game vegetarian's not really an option i mean unless you're just going to eat a slice of pizza with or like popcorn yeah it doesn't sound that great (laughs) so there was a two-hour rain delay which the tigers were playing the cleveland indians so there were a lot of cleveland fans we did not expect that uh, you know, so Detroit and Cleveland are pretty close to each other. They're closer than Buffalo and Detroit. So if we made the trip to Detroit, plenty of people could have made the trip from Cleveland. And there were a lot of Cleveland fans. Yeah. To yeah. the point where, like, when Cleveland scored, people were clapping. Or when Detroit scored, people were clapping. Yeah. So it was like, it felt like all the time people were applauding the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so... The game ended up starting around 6 o'clock, and, yeah. like, the sky opened up for the game, essentially. Yeah. Like, it stopped raining just long enough to play this game. <laughs> yeah, and it was overcast, but not raining. Yeah. And it was, like, 67. Yeah. So not cold. It was a little chilly, because it was misty and cloudy. Um, not bone chilling. Yeah. And they ended up going in to extra innings. Whoa, you're jumping that far ahead in the story? Well, what else are we going to talk about? So, okay, so baseball stadium. We bought our tickets <laughs> on SeatGeek, right? Mm-hmm. And we initially had seats in left field, um, maybe five rows up. 
But the section was crowded. I mean, there were people everywhere. The, the, yeah. our, the section, our seats were in, I would say, was at least 70% full. They had, like, an organization there. So there were a ton of people, like, families and, like, little kids with all these matching shirts on and stuff. Just a lot of people. Yeah. So you could definitely tell that they were maybe all seated in, like, the outfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, there were just, like, so many people. So we ended up moving because it was just, like, too claustrophobic. Um, and... Well, you know, here, the seats were good. The seats, like, they were a good view. But in the outfield, they're, they're not perfect seats. So why would we stay the whole game when we're surrounded by people? And the stadium, I'd say, is maybe 50% full, which is pretty good for, you know, a middle-of-the-season baseball game in the rain. So there's a lot of people at the game, but there's plenty of room to move around. So we kind of, for the next few innings walked around and we, we tried different areas. There's a lot of standing room where you can lean and watch the game in Detroit, which I thought was awesome. You know, uh, coming from my last major league stadium I went to in Toronto, there's n- none of that. I mean, there's some club level standing room, but there's not, you know, here, stand here while you're drinking your beer and watch the game. Detroit had a lot of that. So the design of the stadium was nice for that fact. And then we kind of moved around and I asked Esther, Hey, like you know, pick a spot in the stadium that looks pretty empty. Let's go there. So we picked upper deck left field. And on our way there, I kind of had the feeling on the third base side, like halfway down, hey, let's just see what this section looks like. And that section was empty. So we went up to, I think it was like section 334 for any of you who've been to Detroit and went to a Tigers game. And... This huge section was pretty empty, so we sat up there, and we got some great pictures. Uh, Again, I'm going to plug my Instagram. I guess I'm just going to plug it every episode now. Uh, Jeffrey Searsant, my full name. We'll put it in the description. Uh, I got a bunch of pictures. And from up there, you can see the full stadium, and you can see the whole Detroit skyline in the background. The design of the stadium, they intended for people to sit up there and, and to see the skyline with the stadium. You know what I mean? That was all on purpose. Yeah, and I could see that. Like, when we got up there, I was, like, instantly in a much better mood. Like, I was getting kind of grumpy and sleepy, and, like, there were all these kids around us. And so, um, when we moved up there, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I don't even, like, I'm not super into sports. So, I wasn't even like, oh, we're at a baseball game right now. It was more like, oh, I'm, like sipping a beer like looking at this amazing view and it was a good time so people at like bars just like to drink beer and sit outside and this was essentially that you know we're just at the game and the game's going on uh and we stayed in that section the remainder of the game Mm -hmm. uh we got a little detroit tigers magnet we got the old 70s tigers logo with his eyes wide open and he's kind of making like a raw face (laughs) I just loved the logo, so we had to get something with it. You yeah. know, I wanted to get a hat, but it happened to be what was the promotion that night? Oh, it was um, Negro League weekend. So the team was actually wearing like these throwback jerseys from the Detroit Stars. Yeah, I think is what the team was. Um, and at the beginning of the game, it was really cool. They brought all of these old players up. From were, the Negro League that yeah. played in Detroit. You these were, guys were like 80, yeah. 90 years old. They were so old. Like half of them were in wheelchairs and like sitting down and they like gave them these medals. And it was just, it was a really nice surprise. So we got these hats. 
um, that were the Detroit Stars hats. They're really cool. Uh, I'll take a picture on Instagram and post it later. Uh, I actually wore mine on my way to work today because it's a great hat. You know, the hat's not like of great quality, but it looks good. Like it yeah. really looks good. And they gave us two. I mean, it's the promotion was a cool promotion. It's better quality than what they could have done. They sure. could have given you something super chintzy, but they didn't. Um, so that was really neat. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the game ended up going for extra innings. And I Oh, feel by like... the way, this is funny. What what happens every time I bring Esther to a baseball game? Literally every time it either rains, there's rain delay. Sure. Or there's extra innings. And this game just extra happened to be both. Innings. Like there was a two hour rain delay at the start and then extra innings at the end. So as a kid, I used to hope every baseball game would go to extra innings. I used to think going to Orioles games as a kid, like, oh, I wouldn't even mind if the other team scored a run and this went to extra innings because it'd be fun. And now as an adult, like going with Esther, I can see her, you know, she's starting to fatigue. We've been at the stadium so long that we should, you know, like, let's kind of wrap the game up. And it just wasn't going that way. It just never happens. Like, so I don't mind baseball games. Like, I don't like sports, but I don't mind baseball games because they're fun. Like, the atmosphere is cool. Like, there's good food, good drinks, like, whatever. But, like... When you think you're going to a baseball game, you're not, like, setting yourself up to spend five, six hours at a stadium. But I think we just should now. Because we we got to assume it's going to last that long. The average baseball game is, like, two and a half hours long. But when Esther's at the game, the average baseball game is five hours long. Yeah, like, what is that? Between the rain delays and the extra innings. Okay, so we didn't make it through the end of the game. Like, I normally am one to say I hate leaving a game early. But it was the bottom of the 10th inning. And the Tigers had a guy on second with no outs. So I'm thinking, all right, the inning's going to end. So I, you know, we make a deal with Esther. Hey, look, no matter what happens at the end of this inning, let's go. Because there's almost no way the Tigers don't score. And they don't score. So it goes to the 11th. Then we kind of move towards the exit. And we pause for a second in the 11th and watch another inning. But the game... Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, the 11th inning was uneventful. So we left the stadium and we went to a restaurant right down the strip on I don't know what road that is. We went down the we went down like a block away from the stadium. What was the place called? It was called the Rusted Crow. Um it was kind of like a hipster, like Dis- chic place. It was, it was a distillery. Yeah, yeah. So it was a distillery that like opened up like a brick and mortar restaurant. Um and it was nice like they were obviously very understaffed so it was like a little slow but our waitress was still super nice the food was like pretty good oh i loved my burger yeah jeff got a giant burger with an egg on top yeah and i got like a roasted like marinated veggie sandwich deal which was very good but it was just a lot it was a lot of food and after we had been like snacking all day it was we were just kind of toast mm-hmm we were tired from the day. Yeah. We had traveled. We went to a really long baseball game. <laughs> the weather wasn't perfect outside. So we were there. And, uh, oh, by the way, I had a beer. What was it called? Something. Somebody's old raggedy ass. Yeah, that was the beer's name. <laughs> and I'm like, that, I thought that was fantastic. And the beer was good. I liked it. Detroit has good alcohol. You had a, 
Moscow mule, or they mm-hmm. called it a mitten mule. Yeah, mitten mule. Mitten, yeah. And they used ginger syrup in it, and I'd never had one like that Much before. sweeter. Yeah, it was super sweet and delicious. Um, so we had a quick dinner there. Well, I mean, it was sort of dinner. It was like 10.30 or something at night. Yeah. And we walked back to our hotel. It was like a 10-minute walk. We're close. Yeah, through downtown. By the way, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. You know, a lot of people told us, like, you can't go to Detroit. It's terrifying. You know, you go on Facebook and people just make blanket statements about cities. We walked pitch black, middle of the night, across the city, no problems. Yeah. Didn't even feel like there were going to be problems. Yeah, like we didn't come across any shady people. A homeless guy was yelling at me that it was his birthday and I said happy birthday and he was like, oh, thank you. And that was that. Like, yeah, but he was, <laughs> he was just asking for money. I mean, he was, this that homeless guy's in every other city we've ever been in. Yeah. You know, so it was super, I just, I don't understand the hate for Detroit. You know, especially for people who aren't from there, who haven't been there. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because I feel like people make those blanket statements about Buffalo and, and Cleveland and Chicago. And sure, horrible things happen. And, you know, the news you know, puts it out there to the public, but a lot of good things happen there. It's, it was a, I like Detroit. I really do. The whole time I was in Detroit, it felt different, but it also kind of felt like home, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you could tell that a lot of the people were happy to have visitors. No, stoked. (laughs) We lived in Orlando. We worked in the industry, the hospitality industry and in Orlando, everyone always has to be like, oh, like, where are you from? We're so happy you're here, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for coming down. And in Buffalo, like, people like to show off the city. But people in Detroit were like, oh, you came to Detroit for no reason other than to come to Detroit? <laughs> and they were so happy about it. Yeah. It was so cool. Like, it felt like, yeah, we just came to Detroit. Like, we wanted to see Detroit. And every person at every store or, or wherever we went – was so happy. Like, I went and bought a beer at the baseball stadium, and she saw my ID. She said I was from Buffalo. She just says, what brings you to Detroit? And we're like, we just wanted to come. She was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, welcome to Detroit, you know? Yeah. We got that multiple times throughout the trip. We got really warm welcomes. And I guess we can relate, because when we meet people from out of town, we're like, oh, well, welcome to Buffalo. Did you see this? Did you do this? Like, we we can give you a thousand things to do, because when yeah. you're proud of your city, it's it's nice. People so- are... People are proud of Detroit, the ones yeah. that are there, you know, yes. and they sell a lot of merchandise that are like, say something nice about Detroit, you know, yeah, and, definitely. you know, like Detroit strong and like made in Detroit and stuff like that. It felt cool. I liked, I can't say enough how I have an appreciation for Detroit. You know, yeah. it's, it is right up my alley out of all the places I've been Detroit's right up my alley. Yeah, and it's just, it's a really warm feeling when people have pride for where they're from. Yeah. So that And it's was... not perfect. There's nothing no, perfect not about Detroit. All. There is no picturesque perfectness. I think the only reason I wouldn't suggest somebody going to Detroit is if they have little kids. Maybe it's not the right place for little babies to travel. But if you want to see, you know, like a cool American city where it's very much real life, Detroit is where it's at. Yeah. So that sort of brings us to our, the next day. Um, we woke up early. <laughs> that's, 
That's our cat, Dakota. Um, we woke up early and checked out of the hotel and went to this place called um, the Bagel Institute of Detroit. <laughs> yeah. And it was I had to have bagels. Great. I woke up and just wanted bagels. And it was great. And it's in a really cool side of town called Corktown. Yep. Um, where you can tell that people are just trying to bring it back. Like it, it looks like like there are a lot of it's, empty buildings. It's hipster, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of young people. There are a lot of tattoos and beards. People are just bringing businesses back to Detroit, and it was just it was really nice. The bagels were delicious. Yeah, I had an everything bagel, which if you guys know me, I'm always down with the everything bagel. But I had a horseradish and dill pickle cream cheese. Such a weird flavor. <laughs> But I loved it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I don't usually like dill, but with the horseradish, they like balanced each other out. So it was pretty tasty. I got a rosemary olive oil and salt bagel with lox, cream cheese, tomato, onions, and capers. And it was delicious. Like yeah. so good. I've never finished a bagel sandwich in one sitting until that day yeah like it was delicious i snapped a couple shots on instagram of the building and some artwork on the building i didn't snap any pictures of the bagels (laughs) which you know i probably should have yeah whatever so day two was somehow colder and somehow more rainy than day (laughs) one even though day one was cold and rainy uh instead of 67 and misty it was 61 and just straight up rain yeah just rainy yeah and uh our idea was you know we'll stop at a couple places and one of them was the detroit zoo we like going to zoos and detroit zoo was just not gonna happen yeah like i still really wanted to go but it's like at some point you have to you have to look at it as is this gonna actually make me more happy or just make me miserable and it got to the point where like if we continue walking around in the rain it might make us more miserable yeah (laughs) so we stopped off at the eastern market in I don't know what side of town that is in Detroit. I mean, I it's the east side, sure. Town is it not? Yeah, but it was really cool. The section was just a mix of nothing. Like you could tell buildings were there, and just buildings that have are empty that are full of murals, not graffiti, murals. Like amazing murals. Every every building is is full of this amazing artwork everywhere you go. And we get to the Eastern Market, which is this outdoor market where all these vendors are. And we went on a Sunday. So it wasn't necessarily like produce. It's normally like produce on Saturdays. But Sunday was more like an art fair, knickknack gathering like thing. Like a flea market, sort of. Yeah, like, flea market. Flea market. Flea market. Flea market. Uh, and... It was it was interesting, you know, but the weather was really not cooperating. The wet the rain really picked up. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, you know, because I, I didn't prepare for this. And the Eastern Market was cool, but there wasn't much there for us. And we were kind of killing prime travel time, killing prime, you know, sightseeing time. Yeah. So um, we ended up leaving. And going to the Detroit Institute of Art. 
Yeah, so that's their art museum, the Detroit Institute of Arts. Yeah, their main museum. Beautiful. It was. It was really cool. Like, from the outside, the building's, like, super modern, and you don't expect a whole lot. Like, you expect a museum, sure. Yeah. But when you get inside, you see, like, the facade from the old building yeah. in, like, a plaza inside of this new building, and it was just so cool. Yeah, I'm really a fan of that, where they take old, beautiful buildings, and they build a new building basically encompassing the old building the old building is still there it's still useful and this new building is kind of built around and on top of the old building so there's no demolition the old building's still there the history's still there they just have you know made it a little bit nicer yeah. or more modern not even nicer because those that old building is so beautiful it just adds a little bit of modern to it and it makes it feel like the art museum is a piece of art yeah, totally. Cleveland also did that. Cleveland, we went to Cleveland last year or the year before, and their art museum was the same way, the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The exhibits that they had, um, they had like a Star Wars costume exhibit. Yeah, that it looked was like, really cool. It did look cool, but the it was... whole everybody there was going to that. Yeah, except us because we didn't really know about it, and it cost extra. Yeah, so it was like the admission for the museum was like fourteen bucks, and it was extra to get into the Star Wars exhibit. And yeah. so we bypassed that and just like looked at their permanent exhibits and like the new stuff that they just received. And there was a lot of really cool stuff in there. Yeah, so they have a lot of classical art. And, um, you know, classical art is is not terrible. It's really (laughs) fun to look at. But once you've gone to a few art museums, all of the older Mart, all the older art kind of blends together for me. And you have it broken. A lot of it's very religious and something you'd see in a church. And it's very beautiful and it's fun to look at. But it's it's a lot of the same things. It's a lot of very rich people having a portrait of themselves, you know, and it's in the same style for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And then half of the museum was more contemporary and modern art, which we love so much more. So it's so much more interesting. And I took I snapped a bunch of pictures. So if you check the Instagram out, you can see a brief view of the Detroit Institute of Arts. But if you're ever in Detroit and it's not good weather, that's a great place to go. Yeah, definitely. We killed a lot of time there. Not killed, enjoyed. <laughs> we spent a lot of time yeah, there. More than more than we expected. The, the the Detroit Institute of Arts was cool too because it was free to people who lived in Detroit. And the surrounding areas. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just free to them. The art museum is free all the time, not a specific night, just Every day it's free and only costs money to out-of-towners, which at that point, I'm totally fine paying that out-of-town fee. I love that uh, pay scale where the local people can go whenever they want for free and the surrounding areas and, you know, visitors pay. Yeah. And they might pay a little bit more than if everybody paid, but I think it balances out and makes it, that's how it should be. How That's how art museums and, and history museums should be in cities. Yeah, that was nice. Um, so after the Art Institute, we went to Coney Island. Oh, well, okay. We didn't go to Coney Island. Coney Island's in New York. Okay, but the restaurant Coney Island, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, so, right. Uh, Detroit is the birthplace of the Coney Island hot dog, which is mustard, chili, and onions on a hot dog. And we went to the Lafayette 
Avenue Coney Island hot dog place, which when we looked up on Yelp, we think is the original. We think that's the um, that's the place where the Coney Island started based on the other reviews and how many people have gone there. And when you, you go there, they're not exactly nice. Well, I think that they've just been doing it for so long and they're such a staple in the city. Like, they expect you to know... They expect you to know how everything works, you know? So we, like, got in, and it was, like, a super tiny place, and there's, like, a long bar that you can sit at and, like, other tables in the back. And then the guy who was, like, working the fryer was just like, ah, just sit anywhere. (laughs) So we, like, sat at the Well, he looked at us because we kind of walked in, we're standing there, and he's like, he didn't say it, but he we got the vibe. He was like, "Why are you just standing there?" Yeah, so he told us just sit in, just sit anywhere. So we did, and um, the I guess the server, he was like, "How many?" Yeah, how many? What? Like, yeah, we're like, there's uh... barely any signs telling you what they have. They just have hot dogs and fries. Yeah, so that I mean, that's cool. I like short menus. We were coming for hot dogs and fries, so well, yeah. I like that all they offer is hot dogs and fries. So I was like, "Oh, two. and he was like. Two and two or one and one, and because a lot a lot of people ordered two hot dogs there, it wasn't just one hot dog. They weren't big. Yeah, they weren't big. You could definitely eat two. So we got conies and chili cheese fries, and everything was super quick because they're just like pounding them out, like everything's so fast. Within within two minutes of walking through the door, the f- we were eating the food. Yeah. And it was really nice, and everything was so cheap and so fast, and you could tell that. The way they make money is by getting people in and out. Volume. Yeah. It's not hospitality. It's not quality. It's volume. Yeah, totally. Although, it was good. I yeah, liked it. It was I, delicious. I loved it. Um, the onions weren't like super strong, which I thought they would be. Uh, I don't know if they water them down or whatever, but it, it was a great hot dog. Yeah. and Not my favorite hot dog of all time, but definitely like worth going to if you're in Detroit. Yeah. And like, I you mean, should if, you, if you have a love for chili cheese dogs, definitely go. Um, they were very good. There's no cheese on these, though. We need to make that. They're not chili there cheese dogs. Cheese? No. Oh. It's just mustard, chili, and onions. Oh, okay. There are no cheese on these. Okay. So I don't think a Coney's supposed dogs. to have cheese. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's that's how it was. So we that was our that was basically our last thing in Detroit before we left. And we took the long road back to Buffalo, the long road being four hours drive (laughs) uh, through Canada. We go across another border crossing, which is tedious and slow for no reason. And we get across into Canada and we're cruising along. We stop a couple of times and then, Esther, would you like to... So I am just going to chalk this up to eating garbage all weekend. After, we didn't eat garbage all weekend. After a week of eating like good stuff. But we but we did. We had like two hot dogs and like a burger and bagels. And it was just so different from what we were eating the week before. Um, but what I mainly attribute it to is this beef jerky stick that I got that was maybe expired i don't know i don't know if beef jerky even expires though so it, maybe that's not it but it was just like super salty and like really hard but i was like oh we got it so i'm gonna eat it and then like 20 minutes down the road i'm like i'm gonna puke like we <laughs> yeah so that's after esther tells me all right that's our last stop we're not stopping for yeah. anything <laughs> no matter what 
calling me out as if I'm going to want to stop again because Esther's always like, Jeff wants to stop more than me. Because you do. Like every like 45 minutes, you're like, oh, we should stop and get a snack. Or, like, Not 45 <laughs> minutes. It's every hour and a half that I'd like to stop. Okay. Anyway, so, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, we're not going to stop again. Like, just let's just eat our snacks and, like, make it home in, yeah. like, the hour and a half that we have left. I told – so in Canada, instead of beef jerky, they have pepperoni sticks. And they're not like what you're thinking of because I'm sure everybody listening to this is American. And if there's a Canadian listening, hey. Um, but they're they're in the beef jerky packaging and they put them in the beef jerky section. But they're pepperoni sticks. And they're not dried out. They're, like – kind of like the pepperoni stick i got was from the refrigerator yeah so and it it's came like, with cheese it's like actual meat and yeah. it's not like salted to death so that it could sit on the shelf for two years you know yeah and esther just went with jack link's beef jerky yeah which like, might have been sitting there for two years it might have been and like maybe that's why I, anyway so like 20 minutes later i'm like getting all clammy and like feeling disgusting by the way i'm feeling great yeah i was like we have to stop. Like, I'm sorry, but can you pull off at the next exit? And Jeff's like, oh, okay, like, sure. And he's just driving, and I'm like, literally anywhere is fine. Like, that McDonald's is fine. Yeah, so I pull off at the McDonald's. Esther's not good at explaining exactly how she's feeling. So in her mind, you think you, you're, it's code red. Red alarm, I gotta get to a bathroom. But on the outside, it's like, you seem totally fine. I thought... I thought we're pulling over so Esther can get out and stretch. That's my honest thought. Yeah, which is ridiculous. So he pulls into this McDonald's and he's like in the very far back of the parking lot. Because again, I'm thinking Esther just wants to get air. She just wants to get out of the car and walk around. Like he's parked as far away from the McDonald's as possible. And McDonald's makes it really easy to run in and use the bathroom and run out. There's a door literally right next to the bathroom. But there there was no indication that you were that kind of sick. You okay, need to express yourself more. But I more. said, I think I'm going to puke, and you didn't but, take me seriously. But you didn't You didn't <laughs> act like you were. You're just sitting stoic, just sitting there. Okay, because I have a good poker face. Anyway, so he's like, oh, do you want me to pause the podcast? Do you want me to come in? I'm like, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, right? And I'm just thinking, okay. <laughs> and I like have to like all calmly walk through this McDonald's full of people so that nobody su- suspects that I'm about to like lose my guts all over the bathroom <laughs> luckily nobody was in the bathroom and i just puked and in like, some town in canada yeah in some town <laughs> i didn't make a mess or anything so it's not like it was an issue we didn't buy anything from mcdonald's either we didn't. <laughs> i just walked in puked and left <laughs> yeah what great guess yeah but Canadi- I felt that's why canadians don't like americans that must be it but I felt so much better afterwards yeah so i think it was the i think it was the uh, beef jerky yeah. Or it could have been the Coney before that, but I've literally never gotten sick off hot dogs, so I don't think No, I don't that. think it was the Coney. I felt great. I <laughs> It has to be the beef jerky. Because you didn't feel bad until that beef until jerky. Until I ate it, and I couldn't even eat the whole thing. I was like, oh, Well, you I also had awful. a Kinder Egg. Yeah, I You want to talk about Kinder Eggs, eggs in your obsession with these? Okay, it's not an obsession. It's just that they're good, and they have fun toys in them. And the Kinder Eggs that you buy in the States are really different because they don't trust children to not just swallow the whole thing like whole yeah so kinder eggs in canada and the rest of the world have a toy in them yeah so it's like a chocolate shell with like a white chocolate lining 
and then there's a little egg inside of it that's made of plastic with a toy inside. And I used to get these all the time because I was born in Germany. My best friend growing up was German. Every time she went, she would get Kinder Eggs and bring them back for me. And so I have like all of this, all of these childhood memories of eating them and they're not even available in the States. Like what the heck? Well, there's some version of it, but it's the opposite, right? Yeah, it's like a plastic egg with chocolate inside of it. I Which think. is not the same. No, not at all. The whole point is to eat the chocolate egg and then get whatever's inside of it. That's the point. Yeah. But I ended up getting the pink one because... Which I told Esther... The generic one is for boys and the pink one's for girls. But the generic one's really for any kid. And the pink one is purely for girls. Like, I don't think, you know, like, I'm not trying to bring up gender roles and stuff. But the pink one is, is it's for it's for little girls. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I'm a girl. It had so... a bracelet in it. Yeah, what the heck? It's not even it a toy. It didn't have a toy. It had a bracelet. Uh, and you had to, like, put stickers on it. And I was just so disappointed. I was yeah. like, this is terrible. I ate all of this chocolate that I would never normally eat because it's just so much chocolate and it's, like, so sweet. It, to get a bracelet. It, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we got back to Buffalo uh, 1030. Yeah. Crossed the border. Had no problems crossing into Buffalo. Uh, our enhanced license make it super easy to cross in and out of Canada in Buffalo, but crossing anywhere else is a problem. Detroit, wink, wink. But <laughs> crossing back and forth in Buffalo is never an issue. Yeah. We get back to town around 1030. We get home, see the cat, and we kind of decompress for a little bit. Yeah. So. A successful trip. Yeah. Definitely. In the bag. And I think that even though it was rainy and like kind of gross and we didn't get to do all the stuff that we wanted to do. It was still a really good trip. Yeah. I loved Detroit. Uh, let me say it again. <laughs> I love Detroit. Anytime anyone's like, Hey, we should go to Detroit. I'm like, let's do it. Let's go to Detroit. Everything about Detroit was cool. Yeah. It just felt like a city I could live in. If I got a dream job there, wouldn't even think about it. I would just go. Yeah. It's definitely a cool city. We got to cross a baseball stadium off the list. Yep. Yeah. And we have to go back now because we didn't get to go to the zoo. Right, right. So we have to go back for the zoo and other things. And there's the Ford, the Henry Ford Museum. Yeah. Um, and there's we have a, a conservatory, which yeah. we like going to Go to, to a Red well. Wings game maybe sometime. Go to a hockey game. A Lions game if you really, really want to. I yeah, probably I wouldn't do that. I don't like football. So... Last week on the podcast, we asked you guys for some questions, and we got some. Well, from two people, at least. <laughs> um, so, PJ asked us a few questions in a comment. Um, how can, Esther, how can people leave us a question that we will see and read? Oh, okay. Um, well, we do both post on Facebook um, yep. with updates. Um, if you have the Anchor app, there's a really cool way to leave a voicemail. Yeah, because not everybody might not be they might not be friends with us on Facebook. Yeah, so if you're listening to this on Anchor, which for the first two days you definitely are, um, try to leave us a voicemail. It's super fun and it's really fun for us. Um, uh, we that's actually where our second question came from. We'll play that in a bit. But our first question comes from Facebook. And PJ is just asking us for our road trip playlist. That's his first question. Yeah, so PJ, we hate to break it to you. We've gone on plenty of road trips, and we don't listen to music in the car. No. So we found that audiobooks are super cool, but yep. only if they're read by the author. Yes. So, like, autobiographies Big. are good. Big deal. If it's a book 
by about somebody that somebody else is reading, that's a no-go. Yeah, or if it's like a novel and somebody's reading it, we're just not into it. Yeah. But like we listened to Brian Cranston's book, which was amazing. Oh, so awesome. We listened to a couple of Nick Offerman Nick books. Nick Offerman books. Super fun. Um, we listened to an Aziz Ansari book. Yes, we did, yeah. Which is also good. So like I just think that when you are able to read your own works about your own life, you communicate a totally different feeling yeah. than if you're just like some guy reading some other guy's work. And podcasts. We listen to podcasts upon podcasts upon podcasts. And I will take the the lead here. I love podcasts probably <laughs> more than any other person on the that I know. Uh, I love Tom and Dan. For those of you guys who live in Florida, listen to Tom and Dan. Uh, what else do we listen to? We listen to... Um, the CU podcast. The CU podcast, which is like a retro video game podcast. Uh, we listen to Couples Therapy by Candice and Casey Neistat. So that's like my YouTube tie-in. That's a great <laughs> podcast that just started up. Um, kind of really influenced us to get going on a podcast too. Um, and we listen to our friends' podcasts. So uh, my buddy Jarvis from Florida, well, our buddy, you know, he's not just my friend. Uh, he has a podcast, The Dented Barrels, I'll shout it out, um, which is really good. It's about movies and video games and uh, TV shows. And I think I've powered through like six episodes in the last few days, and we did at least three in the car. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and who? what other podcasts we listen to? Well, our friend Jarrett. Yeah. Um, but we can get to that when we listen to his voicemail later because he sure. left us a voicemail. So that's a good question, PJ. We don't listen to music. We're not opposed to it, but we just don't really do it. Um, you know, don't really like the same music either. So podcasts are a little easier to find common ground in. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm not a super auditory learner. So I just don't pay attention very well yeah. when I'm listening to stuff. So a lot of the time, if I am paying attention, it'll start a conversation. So yeah. we'll like hear something and we'll pause the podcast and then talk about it. And a lot of our discussions end up being about like ethics and like, I don't politics. <laughs> Just like, what do you think is right sort of deal? I yeah. feel like that's what we mainly talk about. Yeah. Um, kind of brings it out of us. Yeah. In a good way, not in a bad way. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good time spent together because, you know, when you're just like hanging out, at home, it's easy to get distracted with, like, TV or your phones or something. But when you're stuck in a car with somebody for forever, then you talk about stuff that you wouldn't normally talk about. So PJ asked us some more questions. He also asked... Who sings most and better? Um, Esther sings more than me. I also sing better. <laughs> I mean, this is normally when I defend myself, but I just don't really sing. <laughs> we both don't sing very much, but yes, I do sing more. And better, probably. <laughs> better. Yeah. Esther really likes, like, Bruno Mars. Yeah. And I'm down with Bruno Mars, but we just don't really listen to music in the car, so... Or sing along or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff's a little more picky with music than I am. Um, PJ also asked if we had a rating scale of the places that we go. I think this is a really fun idea um, that we could implement in future videos. But we just don't really know how to rate places. Yeah, like how do you rate a place? Because there's so many variables. Yeah. You know, like how do you rate a city? Detroit was fun. Detroit was great. So how do I rate that? Well, then it's like 
closer. So if it's like a one out of ten, then it's closer to ten than one. But I think it's mostly like our experience there, you know, like did we have fun? What was the vibe that we got out of it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how to rate. Do you want to rate the? How about we rate the trip? Rate this trip. Yes, this two day one night trip. So like on a scale one to ten. PJ's asking us. So one would be like our worst trip together, which I think was to Okeechobee (laughs) when we lived in Florida. We can talk about that later. That's a good one to save. Okay. All right. So that was a really, that was a really bad trip. Yeah. That was the worst trip. And And then our best trip was our giant road trip out West. And I think the best day was when we were in South Dakota and we saw the Badlands. Yeah, totally. So that's best day. Going into the the next day and seeing the devil's tower in wyoming yeah i kind of count those as like the same okay so we'll talk about that later as well um so that's like one to ten there um detroit i felt like like i just felt really good on this trip like even though i was getting like a little cranky at the baseball game it just felt good like when we were in the hotel like no anxiety no pressure yeah like we we were just really on our schedule like we sort of understood that if we didn't have time for something like it's cool we live four hours away we can always come back like it was just low pressure and fun so i say it would be like an eight or a nine like pretty high up there yeah i'd say eight eight's fair that's a really good number uh could have been better uh but i don't know if i don't know if that's Detroit's fault that it's not a 10 I think the weather could have helped and maybe that's about it yeah like if it had been sunny and warm for the time that we were there and we would have been able to go to the zoo then it would have been way better yeah but it was still very good we're used to bad weather I mean in (laughs) Buffalo you know we were acting like it was horrible and it was totally fine yeah it was just normal acceptable but we were out doing stuff that we probably wouldn't have done yes. if, if it were in Buffalo. Yeah, so we are going to have a voicemail that was left on the Anchor app by our friend Jared. So we are going to play that right now. Hi, Esther. Hi, Jeff. Uh, I wanted to congratulate you on your first podcast episode and to let you know that you did a great job i was really impressed that you could talk kind of so fluidly about your adventures together i don't know if there was any editing or if it was just a little bit but it was it was very impressive that you could just go through the narrative of your story like that and um i think listening to this episode made me really think about how pleasant it is to listen to narratives Also, last thing, I don't know if anybody's told you, but both of you have extremely pleasant voices to listen to. Uh, So that's all. Great job. Also, I'm wondering if there's a picture of this football sandwich on the Instagram, but I'll just go check. Okay, bye. So that was from our friend Jarrett. Thank you so much for saying such nice things to us. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah. So there has been no editing because we don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we can look up how to edit. But no, we kind of like the, the raw approach and just talking through it. And the way that this Anchor app works is you sort of 
record in clips and then you can like reorganize your clips yeah, but... so we'll record in one big clip that's it yeah yeah so there's no reorganizing <laughs> that's basically how we chose to do it yeah and uh no i didn't take a picture of the football sandwich shame on me i should have yeah so but for future reference we will definitely do that uh jared has a podcast called what's the big idea wtbi um and they talk about what what's the tagline it's like home run swings in the dark so it's just like they're generating all these ideas for their listeners to um sort of take and expand upon yes. and make money off of and then pay them for their idea if you like our podcast you'll probably like theirs so give it a listen um and we encourage all of you listeners to post comments and suggestions for the the question and answer section where we'll finish each podcast with a question and answer um you can do like pj and, and uh, type something up for us or you can do what jared did which we would prefer and on the anchor app leave a voicemail and we'll play it on the next podcast yeah totally so just give us some feedback tell us what you like hearing what you'd like to know about us and We'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Yeah, we'll kind of tease the next episode. This weekend, we are heading to New York City. Uh, more specifically, we're going to Poughkeepsie for a wedding. And we'll be gone for three days, two nights instead of two days, one night. So it's a little <laughs> bit longer. We might have more to talk about. And uh, we don't know too much about New York City. Yeah, so it, it'll be a good time. So we're going to the wedding and we're maybe going to a Yankees game. I don't know. We haven't really decided yet, but we'll definitely let you know. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.